Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef? It's a podcast about Top Chef, and that's a broadcast. It's on TV. What up? What up? What up? What up, everybody? Welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. It's me. You know me, the host, Jamal. Let's do a quick attendance, shall we? Co-host, where you at? Reeves, say hello. Um, I don't see him. Hold on, maybe he's... Reeves, co-host of the podcast, Pod Chef, please say what's up. Do you check the bathroom? I check the bathroom. No one's in the bathroom. He's usually Reeves. in the bathroom. Reeves, please speak up. Okay, Reeves is doing a bit. Is he not here? <laughs> Reeves is not here. And you check like the bathroom. I checked the bathroom twice. You double, okay, you did double check, okay. I always check twice. I knew you were going to ask me. You yeah, and you lifted the seat, right? I always lift the seat in case he fell in. And you put it back down, right? In case the woman comes in after you? I'm right back. <laughs> the seat was up. I have to put down the seat! All right, I'm back. I put the seat down. Good. Okay. Reeves is definitely not in there. Now I've checked three times. Okay. Um, well, the three times confirms it. So my question is, if he's not here and he's the co-host, what does that make you for this episode? I think it makes me the co-host, but I should have been the host host because that would have been fun, right? Why should have you been the host? I don't know. I'm just I'm here. I'm the mix host. it up. Mix You're up. never here. I'm waiting for that. Cha- I'm waiting for you to get an injury so I can slide in there. You're never gonna slide. And in I could. Stuff. And I could. Uh, I could. Uh, Tom. Tom Brady. You. We literally have reviews of people saying they're so happy that I'm the host and that this has been squared away. We do. Yes, we've got reviews on the podcast on Apple Podcasts saying we're so happy that the hosting gig has been squared away and that it's Jamal. I don't remember seeing that one. Oh, I we didn't bring it up because you are sensitive to that stuff. I'm very sensitive to, to that try stuff. Try to shield you to the things that would make you cry. Well, I, I thank you. But now you know. Well, I won't cry unless I see it. Cause okay, well, I'll send you a picture after this. Okay, don't do that because I don't want to cry because I've already cried once today. Why? Well. A lot of my stories are long, so I can't tell the, the we whole... We got plenty of time. Our host, my, my co-host isn't here. Fill some time. People also complain about my stories being too long. So they I'll sure you, do. I'll give you a shortened version of oh, why... This is still going to be long. ...why I cried today. And the shortened version is... Um, it wasn't a full-on cry. It was like eyes watered. And now this is a true story. I wasn't going to tell a bit, but this is a true story. Is so, so I have a tattoo of, of one of my dogs on my uh, leg. And I was like... Which dog? Oh, of Everett. And that's the dog he loves more. Everyone it's, who's listening. He's, he's that the is one... the dog he loves more. That's why he got a tattoo of the, that dog on his leg. It's Carrie's job to get a tattoo of Ripley. Or I'll do it. It just tattoos hurt. I don't know why I would ever get them again. Says the guy who has multiple tattoos. Keep going. I have two. I have two and they're both very very painful. Um, And I was like, oh, I should reach out to the person who did this and um, like get that design so I can make like a shirt of it or make like like stickers of it. Please don't tell me this person has passed away from COVID. No, no. She's still alive. Okay. 
But as I was thinking that, I was like, oh, so I would have this when, and I'm going to say what would happen. But if something were to happen, mm-hmm. then I would have all these like stickers and I could like tell people about these stickers in the shirt. And I got uh, very sad thinking about it. Are you talking about the stickers for the doggies? Yes. So you're thinking of the day where you take them out for a walk and they get off the leash and they run away? That's not that's not going to happen. They love. Let's being prepare here. for that. You take them out. It's no, a normal day. I can't do this. You're just taking them out and they're barking at some other dog and you're like Everett, stop it. You're my favorite. Stop, stop <laughs> it, Everett. And then out of nowhere, he like gets really rowdy and he bursts off. The chain breaks. Finally, the integrity of the metal clasp has now been stretched to its limit like a, a ship's hull that's been battered by waves in the deep ocean and it just breaks and he bolts and now he's just in west orange new jersey somewhere i'm not playing this scenario because for and two then reasons, what do you do as you're watching your dog literally man's best friend abandon you he would not ne- he would never he would never he's ripley just, might do it ripley would do it and now we have this also on audio. This is why he hates Ripley. This is why Ripley does not have a tattoo <laughs> on your body. You think Ripley is the problem, child? No, I don't. It's Ripley. Uh, it does. She's like a cat. She doesn't need us. Like she will come to us if she wants something or needs something. But other than that, she's like, you guys are just here to feed me sometimes, and that's it. Everett, like is a baby and needs us and Got needs it. to be cuddled and hugged and Got picked it. up and taken for walks and carried up the stairs and given little. So that's why you have a tattoo of Everett because Everett makes you feel useful. Yeah. He makes me feel like, uh, like I'm daddy. And you don't care about Ripley because Ripley has the fortitude to stand on her own four legs. I care about her. It's just, there's not this like, it's it's not like a D. I I love Ripley to death. She's a she's a really good dog. She's yeah, a good girl. Good safe, good safe. She's but listening. No, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one. Or Carrie will get one. It's just they hurt a lot. Why do you and... keep pushing this on to Carrie? Why don't you go? You got big she legs. She has lots of tattoos. Put it on she... both of your calves. You can fit an entire hundred one Dalmatians on those calves. Well, I wouldn't do that because then Cruella would come for me. Stop putting it on Carrie to get. A ta- another tattoo when you've got plenty of real estate. Fine, I'll plenty of real estate. Fine, I'll do it. They hurt a lot, and I don't know why. I you know what also hurts if your dog Whoa. can understand English. Could you, you hear that? Are... Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm seeing lightning behind you. Yeah, it's crazy here. Let me tell you something that really hurts. If Ripley could understand English and then listen to this podcast and this opening, it would devastate her. It would cut her deeper than any ink stain that's being I'm deposited. Not Right underneath your skin. I'm not saying anything disparaging. In the about subdermal her. layer. Okay. Don't talk to me about it. Just because you know so much about skin. She won't listen to this podcast. She has better taste than to listen to this podcast. She would listen to some podcasts about like uh like cryptozoology or like the woods or something. That's what she'd be into. Yeah, if she finally broke off that chain when you took her for a walk. No, but she does try to leave the yard. She's done it before and she'll do it again. <clears throat> I don't blame her. Why the hostility? Oh, she's getting in the okay. house. All right, no, no one loves here. her. There's no, no, that's not true. My goodness, this is, can you, everyone who's listening to this, go ahead and leave a review on what you think about how Brian doesn't love one of his dogs as much as he loves the other one, and just kind of let us know. And if you think that's like worth five stars or whatnot, <laughs> um. So Reeves is not here. Where is Reeves, Brian? 
he is in my hometown. I don't want to burn all this because I feel like we will at some point do an a episode, a shingadig episode, a live in a, in real life episode of yeah, or just like you know, after having been there and experienced it, we all talk about it together. But Reeves yeah. is visiting my hometown currently of Shinkatig Island, Virginia. Shinkatig. Shinkatig Island, Virginia. Shinkatig. And um I hope you're having a great time. We miss you, buddy. Uh hope you are listening to my food recommendations and uh, you're enjoying that beach. Brian has a tattoo of Reeves on his leg too. <laughs> but not you. I keep telling him to get a tattoo of me and he's like, I don't know if, if I would I can do that skin color. <laughs> so Reeves is in your hometown, yeah, living it up for a week. Um we asked him if he wanted to record while he was there. He said absolutely not. I've done I've done records on vacation. Yep, you have, which you know this will bring up to Tom when it comes to report card time. Uh, when we talk about attendance this time, I'm pretty sure Tom's going to take into account. Okay, you went to where Brian's from. Brian recorded on vacation. I think you can too, Reeve. So and they have internet there. Like and it's have, new, but they, they have, have internet there. Yeah, internet's brand new there. It's called um, uh, what's it called there? It's not dial up. It's a uh, no. So it's um, it's like, like so it's like a, it's so everyone has um a can, and then mm-hmm. each can's attached to a little string, and it all mm-hmm. attaches each each other's house. Yep, and that's the internet there. Yep, yep, yep. yep but yep. it works. It works good enough. You yep. can go on your Q uh, forums and shit like that. That's how you asked Carrie out originally, right? You picked up your can and you said. Carrie Ann, are you there? And I got lots of wrong people because th- there's no there's no way to like choose who it goes to. There's so no, there's no switchboard when you use that. No, there's no it's person just, working the switchboard. Yeah, there was, but he got fired. Yeah, because he was using the strings to do like dominatrix stuff and tie yeah. himself up. It's late. It's after hours. We're talking nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you got the right Carrie Ann on there, and she said yes, and look where you are today. Uh, I'm married and I'm West, and West Orange. Um, sh- let's do Chefs I Prepared for You. Let's just get through this. Um, <laughs> chefs I Prepared for You is a segment we do where we talk about what we had for dinner last night as if we were presenting it for the chefs of Top Chef. Uh, chefs I Prepared for You, I procured Patsy You. I got me a little Thai food. <laughs> is Patsy You the drunken noodles? No, I would have said drunken noodles. Well, they have drunken noodles is like the American name for it. No, it's called drunken noodles. Patsy U is not drunken noodles. Okay, right. something but, different. But it's the wide noodles, right? Yes, wide noodles. You got yeah. wide noodles. You got egg in there. You mm-hmm. got chicken. You got mm-hmm. broccoli. Mm-hmm. You got the sweet soy sauce. You got any sides? Mm, oh yeah, we got Thai bacon, and we got Thai. What is the other side? Oh, we got dumplings. What is Thai bacon? It's like candied bacon. Okay. Yeah. It was it was too much for me. I don't eat bacon. So. Oh, okay. And I never got the whole bacon Uh-oh. buzz that was Uh-oh. so big. And people yeah. were buying bacon band-aids and bacon shirts and bacon bacon was everyone's spirit animal. And I never got that. I never got that either. It's fine. It's fine. That seemed like something your people would do more than mine. My people? Yeah. Fat people? Yeah, that and white people. <laughs> white and fat. Yeah, I clicked two boxes that would love bacon. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's fine. I don't know. What are you going to do? What, bacon's fine? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, like there's nothing to write home about. Uh, what'd you have, Brian? Did you forget what segment we're doing? No, I was, we're having a conversation. Uh, this is not conversation. Reasons are here to keep us on track. I'm still kind of thrown off that you like one of your dogs more than the other. That's bothering me. It really is bothering me. And I'll tell you why it's bothering me. Because my mom flatly said once that she liked my sister more than she liked me. And that stuck to me till t- this day. She said it once? She said it. Okay, and so I'm you, the one who got good grades. So I'm what the you're who, doing is you're projecting your own personal thing onto me and my dogs. Oh, yeah. I do it all the time. Okay. I do it specifically to you and your dogs. Have you told your mom that when she said that, that it hurt you a lot? Yeah. Did you say it as a joke? No. I said, hey, I just want you to know. You know the thing you said that you probably said flippantly, but I took to heart 15 yeah. years ago? Mm-hmm. It's still with me. And, and what did she deep. say? She said, she this said, is why your sister's my favorite. She doesn't bring shit up 15 yeah, years she ago. Said, you're, she literally looked at me and said, you're a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, mom, you're doing it again. She said, shut up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and this was at the cookout. And everyone was laughing at you. Yeah, this was at the cookout. I was getting clowned even more. <laughs> and everyone's like, why would you bring that up at the cookout? Like, wait until we're all gone. Now you look stupid. She took it to the Apollo. Mate. Yeah. She did it there, too. And she literally came it. out of the Apollo and said, and this little nigga, you got, you <laughs> unbelievable, understand? He came out here talking about, oh, you hurt my feelings, mom. And the yeah. place just fucking went crazy. The place went crazy. I got kicked out. I wasn't they, even on stage. You got the Sandman out. took me out of the audience <laughs> and kicked me out and threw me out on the sidewalk. And I was like, I'm now just in Harlem. What's like my mom's still on stage doing a set about me? How did I get kicked out? People were coming and you were out there waiting for her. People come out there like there he is. People came out and they were like, ha. <laughs> They were doing the little John to you. Yeah, they're like, (laughs) (laughs) they're like, ah. Now I feel like we both forgot what segment we're doing. Okay, so your deep, your deep seat, not so deep. You're very on the surface. Mother issues aside, chefs. Last night, I prepared for you. I. uh, So I soaked. I brined. Chicken, chicken thighs and chicken breast tenders in buttermilk for four hours. The buttermilk had white pepper in it, paprika, put some Old Bay in there, put some regular pepper, some salt, some chili powder, let it sit for four hours. I was a little worried because the chicken thighs had a little bit of a smell to them, but I looked up online and it said that sometimes vacuum sealed chicken can have a smell to them. So what was the smell? Like an eggy smell, which usually means salmonella. Yeah. But it was light. It was slight, and it said that it could be from, and it wasn't expired. How do you know? Because the date was on there. You know those dates lie, right? Numbers don't lie. Men lie. Women lie. Numbers never lie. Numbers always lie. Numbers never lie. Numbers lie a lot. Okay. Well, if it's slow-acting salmonella, we'll see. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I brined all that chicken. I've never made fried chicken before. I've always been too afraid you to make fried chicken. You love using this new word, brine. Oh, because when you, yeah, it's, it's what it is. And it's sort of like my name. That's why I love it so much. It's spelled with an I, though. It's like how like a redneck would say my name. Brian. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Okay. I want to apologize to our redneck contingent. I don't no, those refer are my to you people. that way. I don't refer to you that way. But Those are my people. If that was offensive, please leave a review. Those are my people. I'm allowed to say that. Um. So, yeah, I, I've always been afraid to fry chicken because chicken is such a sensitive thing. If you don't cook it right, you eat it and die. You get real sick. Uh-huh. And um, I like mine um, medium rare. You keep it pink in the middle. Yeah. So I did that. And then I, you know, tossed it in flour with more paprika, more Old Bay. Wow. Chili powder, onion powder, white pepper, That's garlic, salt. a lot salt. of work for you. It w- well, so it took – it was a three-hour process from <laughs> beginning to end. I had started at 7 o'clock and I finished eating at 9. And I eat very fast. It was well, 30 not, seconds of that's, eating. That's not three hours, by the way. Seven th- that's two hours. You're right. Okay. Two hours. Numbers, numbers don't lie. lie. Numbers don't lie. You, I told you numbers lie. No, I lie. I'm a I'm a, <clears throat> an untrustworthy narr- narrator. Um. And uh, and I had a little side salad on the side with some fresh cucumbers that I cut up and little cherry tomatoes, and it was very good. And I didn't get sick. I'm not sick. Mm-hmm. And I and I really and I felt really good. My house smells like my aunt Bobby's house. Is what I said. My aunt Bobby was always frying food, so now my house smells like my aunt Bobby's house. But um, your I, aunt Bobby, my aunt Bobby. Her name is Barbara. And you call her Bobby? Yeah, she goes by Bobby. Okay. She's the worst person in the world. Shout out to anyone in my family listening to this. Uh, she's she's a miserable old lady who's always been very mean to me. Um, no, it's true. It's very true. Uh, and um, yeah, I had there's a bunch left over because I made too much. I made like eight thighs and like stuff. So there's a ton of food. So no, she not offered me any. You want? No, I'm not. Literally to. sitting next to you. No, you're not. Literally sitting next to you. You can't offer me any. Do you, would you like some chicken? I don't want some like force fed chicken that you don't really want me to share with you. No, I'd love for you to have some. I some couldn't charity. possibly finish it all. You're giving me some charity chicken now. Oh, charity chicken sounds great. That sounds like a fun show. Charity chicken? Yeah, people compete for chicken. <laughs> it's like supermarket sweet, but like sadder. Because <laughs> chickens are cheap. Okay, so you did two hours of, of prep and like 20 minutes of cooking. You made all this uh, deep fried chicken. No, the cooking took forever because each like session of chicken took like 15 minutes. Oh, boy. And I took like three things because it's only like three pieces each, each Which time. Which kind of oil did you use? Canola. Canola. It says from, I had to use a... New Orleans. Yeah, I had to use a... It's a, either canola or peanut. And peanut was very expensive. So we went canola. It tasted fine. It still would have been better if I'd have gone to Popeyes or something. I don't get. I don't get the whole thing about cooking for yourself. It's fine. It took a long time, and Popeyes tastes better. What are you gonna do? Sorry, I got like a fly in here. It's bugging me. Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's literally the only thing I can think of right now. I so, destroy it. Didn't hear my funny story about how Popeyes. I'll, is better I'll, I'll listen to it on the re-listen. Okay. All right, so that's our uh, chefs I prepare for you. Now, let me think of a good segue here. What's this episode called? First impressions. So let me think of a good segue here. I feel like every first episode is called first impressions of the show. Be more creative, Top Chef. Okay, so Brian, well, when you first met me, what did you think of me? Hmm. 
That's a good question. I thought you were very funny. I can tell everyone right now, um, Brian did not like me when he first met me. Is that I true? That, I know that for a fact. What it's, is that? It's it's uh, across the board. Most people meet me. Hmm, I don't know if that's true. Are you sure? I think I was probably... No, because we first met like in an improv class. Was it? I, don't I have no idea. I class with you. Like Sean Westfall's class. Shout out Sean Westfall. If he listens. Shout out Sean Westfall. I don't remember us taking a class together. Okay, maybe we didn't. Okay, so finish this so I can do my segue. I did. I thought you were funny. <laughs> All right. Well, that was my first impression. <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. <laughs> Lazy and cheap. <laughs> Keep that in. <laughs> Punch out. All right, we're back. Season three, episode two, first impressions. Let's talk about this. Let's intro the chef testants for season three, Miami. Let's just go down. We got Leah Bardine. We got Camille Becerra, Sandy. What? This is boring. (laughs) Sandy Birdsong, Clay Bowen, Mika Eldenstein, Hung Hume, um, Chris Jacobson, Howie Kleinberg, Dale Levitsky, Sarah Mayer, Brian, Sarah, Joey, Casey. You you know, the classics are here. You got a black guy named Trey. The classics are here. Black guy named Trey. You got to have a black guy named Trey. You got to have Trey, big. If it's the early 2000s. There's got to be a black guy on TV named Trey. This this isn't. This is the late 2000s. I don't know how time works. When did this come out? 2007. That's early 2000s. We're in 2021. That's the early 2000s. No, this is late 2000s. We've seen all we need to see from the 2000s, trust me. Tell me about it. All right, so that's your contestants. They're here. They're in Miami. Uh, Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. And I don't want to take the joke, but if you've seen Tomorrow War, they're in Miami and they go to the future and it's like a devastated Miami. It's all, you know, it's all crap. And and I was like, oh, Will Smith, right? Welcome to Miami in my head. And then one of the characters says, huh, I hope no one tells Will Smith about this. <laughs> it was very funny. It was a very funny joke. <laughs> There's a pretty good movie, too. The monsters, aliens were very scary. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, no one else was scary. What? The small talk that Tom gives in the beginning of this episode. Uh, I don't know if you caught it, but listen to how awkward his opening speech is to the contestants. Hi. Welcome to Miami. Thank you. Thank you. I want to introduce you to our head judge, Tom Calicchio. Thank you, Padma. Welcome to Miami and to Top Chef Season 3. You know, as much as I would like to help you and jump in, I'm not your mentor. I'm the head judge of the show. My job is to check out what you're doing in the kitchen and to report back to the other judges. Looking forward to a great season. You all look like you're ready to go. Good luck. How many times do you think he had to do that take? I think a couple. I think because he kept saying that he was their mentor. <laughs> And they can be like, no, Tom, you're not their mentor. He's, He's like, like, but oh. I I am. They do look up to me. They look up to me. They love me. They're I, literally on TC because of TC. I wonder if, like, when they showed up, they're like, hey, Tom, I'm so excited to work with you and to do this stuff. And he was like, oh, I got to shut this shit down now. <laughs> and so like, many tell them from the it. start, like, hey, guess what, peons? I'm top dog here. Yeah. 
I'm not your buddy. I'm not your pal. I'm the fucking head judge. Half of you aren't even going to be here long enough for me to get to know. I'm not going to learn any of your names. Who are you? You, New York guy one, New York guy two? Yeah. If you make it past Restaurant Wars, I'll learn your name. I'll think about learning your name. Until then, you're nobody. And I'll know you by how you look. So it's like fat guy, fat guy, Asian guy. And you. I will learn your name because you're black. Is your name Trey? (laughs) Are you a bald guy? This this episode, I... Like Padma's intro was so great. She entered when like before Tom like speaks in like the role of the credits. Padma's like, and our head judge Tom doesn't miss a thing, which that was very yeah. very funny. <laughs> They're really trying to sell us on Tom this season, and yeah. you know Ford. what? I'm buying. I'm buying on it's, Tom. It's not Tom Ford. It's Tom Forward. It's Tom Forward. We're doing a lot of Tom stuff here. So um, they have to do an amuse bouche. For their quick fire challenge. And this seems like they completely and utterly planned for Miami. They got the contestants there and said, oh, crap, we forgot to set up for a quick fire challenge. (laughs) (laughs) And they said, just make them make an amuse-bouche with all this stuff we have sitting out at the reception. And that's what they make them do. Yeah, and even some of the women were wearing heels and they still did it. Yeah, can you believe it? Can you believe that? They were in heels. That's not cooking shoes. Those aren't cooking shoes. Cooking shoes are either barefoot or Crocs. Yeah. Yo, I mean, you barefoot because you want to feel the food. Can I tell you something? I love being barefoot in the kitchen. I love being pregnant and barefoot in the kitchen. That's the only way I want to live the rest of my life. I've done it once, and it was great. I'm going to keep doing it forever. Is there anything else you need? <laughs> Corona in my hand. <laughs> Cigarette in the other hand. <laughs> Baby Harm, in the, harming the fetus, <laughs> baby in the swaddle. <laughs> I gotta. We. I do want to. We talked a lot about Trey. I do want to. Before we go past it, Trey shows off his tattoo. We talk about tattoos a lot. It's on his forearm, and it's <laughs> yeah. in the world's worst font. It just says in all caps, "Gotta have passion." Yeah. And my and man, Comic it looks, Sans. It looks so bad. <laughs> it looks terrible. It looks so so bad. It looks like someone who got out of jail started a tattoo shop and gave him that. Tattoo. It's definitely done with a pen that's been turned into a tattoo yeah. gun. Uh, it looked awful, and he showed it off. Like it, it people can have bad tattoos. It happens. Don't show them on TV. Yeah. <laughs> keep them to yourself. Keep Cover them to them yourself. Up. Don't be that proud about them either. No, because we all know they're bad. Just like be like, oh yeah, it's bad. Huh? So we all laugh with you, not at you. So I just want to bring up one of the contestants, um, <clears throat> Clay. I yeah. I feel for this dude immediately because he doesn't know what a moose bouche is. And everyone's attacking him for it. Everyone's like kind of clowning him, kind of laughing, kind of snickering behind his back. Even Tom's like, uh, this is a lot. I didn't ask for this. And he like <laughs> gives him a whole apple with stuff inside of it because he didn't know what a moose bouche is. And I'm just like, oh, Clay, come on, brother. I felt bad from this episode. No, yeah, this episode shits all over him, and then he gives us a, a very sad story. Yeah, um, I'm not going to talk about that because it sets a tone. I sets- thought after hearing that story, I said, there's no way they send them home. <laughs> there's no way after telling that story about what he's gone through that they send him home. I would be interested in looking him up and seeing if he still is related to food at all. Like he's doing food at all? Yeah, if he's even remotely cooking. Okay, so Brian's looking him up. I'm going to bet right now that he's not, that this show broke him. This is from 2013, so it's a little far behind. Mm-hmm. 
It was only five years after his episode came out. Mm-hmm. She's still cooking. LinkedIn says he moved back to his home state of Mississippi and is now an executive chef at Sodex- Sodexo, a food services company. Hey, well, he's still in food. I'm eating crow now. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe not. That's also that's <clears throat> in 2013, though. So yeah, yeah. So that is a while ago. So that's eight years ago. N- yeah. So. He also just has, yeah, he just, he's just not kind of, he's, you know, he, he looks like he's going home in the first episode. He, he makes a bowl out of an apple, which is not the type of bowl I've made out of an apple, if you know what I'm saying. Mm, I don't. You know what so I'm why saying? don't you, why don't you go in depth on that? Weed, weed, weed joke. Uh, I don't want to talk about drugs. <laughs> so Mika wins and um she's got a fun accent she's got a, she, also she's a great bucket hat on during this yeah she looks like she's straight out of like the 90s and 2000s with her look right yeah. now she makes tuscan sushi revisited italian ham with fig jam prosciutto and basalmic dressing from those are all great things some of the stuff that was in the uh little uh, little, uh what was it the uh why can't i think of this word right now a spread the spread yeah, catering the spread the catering spread in front of them um, so yeah, so now they have to do an elimination challenge and they, they get the night to, um, go back to the, uh, cool pen- penthouse that they're staying at and see yep. that it has a jacuzzi and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, everyone gets to get their personality out a little bit and, um, Howie goes out of his way to tell everyone he's not there to make friends. But there's always that person who's always like, I'm not here to make friends. It's the Tiffany of the season. I'm here to cook. I'm not here to make friends. The Tiffany's, the Marcel, and now we've got Howie doing it. I don't know the difference between Howie and Joey. They look very different, but in my head, they will forever be the same person. You don't know the difference between Howie and Joey? One is hair and one is bald. Here, let me play the difference between Howie and Joey. Relax, it's okay. I glance over at Clay, and I see Micah telling him, oh, you know, slow down, you got enough time. You'll find everything, and if you don't, you just change it. Clay's a grown boy. If Clay didn't know what he was doing, he wouldn't be here right now. Sometimes you just have to ask the man. I hope she don't tell me what to do. I'll tell her to go yourself. <laughs> that's, that's the difference between Clay and Joe. That's uh, Howie Joey, and Joey. Right? Joey's the misogynist. Joey. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Howie is a normal fucking human being. If you need to know the difference between Howie and Joey, Joey thinks that women should never tell him anything. <laughs> anything. And that she's Clay's a grown man. She's literally just trying to help Clay calm down. And he's like taking like a personal attack. She's helping him. She's it's not literally like she helping like, him. She wasn't telling him what to do. Wasn't like, telling honestly, him what to do at all. If she was telling him what to do, I get it. I get it. Yeah. If she was, <laughs> Joey, I'm right there with you. But she's not. No, look, man. If she was like, do this, do that. <laughs> yeah. Take the trash out. Yeah. Walk the dogs. Like, pick up your underwear and socks. I am right there with yeah. you, Joey. Joey, I'm like Republican judges after the last election. If there was some voter fraud, please show me some evidence, baby. <laughs> I want to turn this knob. I really want to re- to return everyone to the polls. But you didn't show me anything. And no, that's not what's happening. Helpful. She's being helpful. Yeah. yeah, she's being helpful. And he just went from zero to 100. And I just kept thinking, man, what a treat you must be in like, yeah, your everyday life. Yeah, what happened there? Like, you're every, this like, is what you do. You need a therapist, my friend. 
Yeah, you one hundred percent need because you're just you're you're taking this very nonchalant interaction where someone's just trying to calm someone down and help them out in the store find stuff as like a personal attack. Joe, you you're nuts. And yeah. And if I remember <clears throat> this season, I think he comes up again with his his uh, attacks. So get, it probably bu- yeah. Buckle down for that. This buckle is, in for that. Going back and watching this season now, there are two things that stick out to me. One, love the music. They don't love do it. this music anymore. They don't yeah. do the like the top drift music anymore. That's also also I just want to say before you go in, that is the only thing they showed us when they went shopping. <laughs> That's the only interaction they showed when they were shopping for food for the Nothing animation else. challenge. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing is that the chefs all want to beat each other up. Now yeah. they all like each other and they're f- yeah. and they're friends. In the first three seasons of these uh, shows, everyone wants to fight each other. Yeah, and they like that for TV. They love it. It's perfect for TV. So we didn't say what the elimination challenge was. They have to do a surf and turf. Well, let's let Tom. Hold on. Tom oh. does another great read because okay. this is a Tom Forward season. There's Tom Forward. So let me play his great read. Surf and Turf is all about showing off. It's usually made from the most luxurious of ingredients, like filet and lobster. However, that's too easy. By using these exotic ingredients to create your Surf and Turf, it's really going to give you an opportunity to get noticed, and hopefully for all the right reasons. They're only Thanks, Tom. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful read, and, and got us there. So they're doing Surf and Turf with, like, non-traditional With gross stuff. Turf. Yeah. I mean, we've got ostrich. we got There's buffalo. There's abalone. Kangaroo. There's alligator, snake, black chicken, which, yes, the black chicken showed up on time, okay, before you ask. There's gooey duck, and there's eel, okay? And guess who the guest judge is? Anthony Bourdain, and I'm over it. Freaking rest in peace. I'm over it. You're over it? I'm over the Bourdain hype. I was over the Bourdain hype back then. <laughs> I like him. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. He is peak him. This is when it was like fun to be mean to people. When? Um, for who? For the people who are doing it. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they have the money and they have the power. That's what exactly. you do. This is when it's fun to mean to people. I was excited for Anthony Bourdain to be there. I wasn't excited for all these gross ingredients. I do like that they had to like draw knives to see which order they picked the gross ingredients. Yep. There are some normal ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Malarkey, who's a guy who shows up in later seasons too, picks what I would like to call um, two ingredients to make uh, wiener food because he gets both an <laughs> eel and a snake. <laughs> Couple of dicks of the sea. He's just going to make a wiener meal. Yep. Um, cool. Good on I'm you, man. I'm surprised he didn't like batter them and, and put them on a stick. Yeah, and maybe put two eggs and put them on a yeah. satin pillow. Yeah. <laughs> this was a callback to last week. Good job, Brad. Thank you. Um, so yeah, they gotta they gotta pick at random from the knives and um yeah, some people get some good stuff, other people get crazy stuff like, like gooey duck. Although one of the contestants, Han Hung, is like, I want that gooey duck and someone took one and he thought he was not gonna have another one by the time he got picked, but he got it. <laughs> When he took his time, he ran. They fucking grabbed the gooey duck. Ran and so, grabbed like, it. He's like, "I want so, this. Like, oh, this is yeah, mine. This is mine. I'm and comfortable with the black with it. chicken. I want the gooey duck and the black chicken." And then I also like that we got into some of the cooking philosophies of some of the uh, contestants. Let's listen to Clay's. Thank you, Chef. I'm known for my uh, Cajun Creole flair of cuisine. Definitely Southern influence. My cooking philosophy is bottom line: it's got to taste good first. If you wouldn't eat it, don't serve it to someone else. 
And my philosophy is kind of the opposite of his, where I'm like, if I wouldn't eat it, I would serve it to someone else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I already made the decision, well, I'm not going to eat that it. That it's yucky and that someone else yeah, needs to eat someone it. someone else should eat this. I don't want it to go to waste. Yeah, most when I try things and they taste bad, I go, here, you eat this. I don't want this. Yeah, that's normal. So yeah. the fact that he's like, well, if don't serve it to someone else if you're not going to eat it. Well, it's actually food waste, and we don't like that here at Pod Chef. So Yeah, and, and if you noticed... And I'm not body shaming. Clay is a very slender man. He's very thin. I'm body shaming. And there's a good chance that he's thin because he gave away all his food that he tastes good. Yeah. To him. Maybe you should stop giving away the food. Stop giving away your Cajun Creole fried. See, they did my man dirty too because they didn't talk at all about his like fried fish tail, which he said was good. And I wanted to know if that was good or not. They didn't say. He said he's known for that. But he, yeah, I think he's giving all food taste away that's good to give to somebody else. You don't want to eat it. He says it's yucky. He says this is this is too good for me. I I deserve trash. I believe when he was walk when uh, TC was walking around, Clay was like done cooking with like an hour left. Of he Tom, prep. Tom hit him with it. Tom walked up to him and he's like, "You look sick or something." He's like, "You don't look very good. You don't look good." And he's like, "This is just how I look. Yeah. I'm sweaty. It's hot in here." Like, oh, Meanwhile, he walked over to Howie, and Howie's like, yeah, I'm just taking my time. You know, and I then Tom it. walked over to the woman, and he's like, are you pregnant? And she's like, no. Then why are you barefoot? He was just over there, just like, just like making water. Everybody's like, yeah, you're tired. You look like shit. What, are you pregnant? You're fat. He was pissing everybody off. And he said, don't worry. None of this will be in the show. Yeah, they cut all of it. But he gave yeah. he, he gave us the cups. He thinks it's very funny. Yeah. He literally did uh, drop off some reels. He's like, hey, you guys are in season three this time, right? Here's some DVDs. Here's some of the B-roll that they didn't uh, didn't put on because I said, no, I cut it. But you'll enjoy it. You'll like the jokes. And then it. he told us that he's not our mentor. But I think yeah. that's wrong. I think yeah, he is think our that's mentor. very wrong. I mean, if you told us to do the podcast, you're very much our mentor, Tom. And you give so us, like, notes. You give us clips. You give us report cards. You literally invite us to your restaurant and then yeah. you trash it. I was the special guest of your restaurant. You yeah. served me yucky fish. You served him yucky fish and we trashed your restaurant. You know what happened? I bet he ate that fish that it was yucky and gave it to me. Oh, that's probably what it was. It was secondhand fish. He's a smart He's a smart chef. He said, he's, this is yucky. He said, I wouldn't eat this. I'll give it to someone else. I'll give it to this guy. All right. That's a good bit. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I feel like we're going really fast. I feel like, like, like Reeves is like more of like the reserved like slower pace of, of, of us. And with it just being you and I, we are just like hey, whizzing. We're going it might also fast. be because it's almost 11 PM. So it's how I'm, I'm 30, I'm 36. This is way past my bedtime. How he didn't plate his risotto, but they did say his risotto tasted good. So is that a plus? It cancels out. I think. No, he did play his risotto. He didn't, he didn't plate his, uh, frog legs. Oh, didn't plate the frog legs. You're right. He but put he the did risotto. Make, he made that. risotto. That was good though. Two people made risotto in this episode, and they liked both of them. Yeah, Trey made crazy. it too. Trey yeah, made risotto. Trey made risotto, and it was very good. And Howie did it too. I wonder what would have happened if he got his uh, frog legs on the plate. But Howie is our first dawn of the season. How is our first dawn? We get two dawns in this. We episode. got two dawns. Another dawn is going to be Brian because he didn't finish plating either. So we got two dawns this season, and they're both at. Um, it's interesting. This season, when you don't finish plating, you get in the bottom 
and you get <laughs> it's no, it's really strange because when you don't <laughs> present food to the judges in this season, they actually take that seriously. They're mad. And they about bring it. you in and they're like, "We're about to kick you off the show." Whereas, you know, in later seasons, I don't want to pick out which one. Season eighteen, you can like not plate food for like four episodes, and you'll never you'll make it to the finals. Yeah, I think back then things were different. Back then, yeah, risotto tastes different. It, people liked risotto back then. Mm-hmm. You could not put the, you you if you didn't put something on a plate, that's the worst thing you could do. Yeah, you weren't worried about um, getting angry letters because you kicked off a black woman off your show. <laughs> but so <instead> you <laughs> crowned. Uh, uh, um, we can't address it. The lawyer said, the lawyer said we winner. can't address it. We cannot address it. The lawyer said we cannot talk about it. Just know that we're aware of it. Yeah, we're aware of it. We know we it. We we're just can't choosing, talk about it. We're just it. choosing to not be able to talk hey, about it. If it's gossip going on in this school, we know all about it. Yeah, if you're looking for Gossip Girls, you found them. You found them, but we're not going to tell you. And we're the new season of Gossip Girls. You think that, the new season. that there's one now that's all like young uh Black girls? No, it's me and Jamal, and it's, it's a white guy and a black guy. We're yeah. girls now, and it's like the best of both worlds. So mm-hmm. we're Hannah Montana, also. Exactly. So TC says Clay's dish is inedible, and Bourdain just crushes him basically for his food. Um, I want to ask. Oh, keep going. No, go ahead. I was going to say Camille owns a restaurant in Brooklyn called Paloma. Well, she did in 2007. I want to know if it's still there. If you've been. So here's what I've learned watching Top Chef. Restaurants don't last long. No, they don't. If that was open in 2007, there's no way it was open when I moved there in 20... What year is it now? 2021. Five years ago? 2017? Is that five years, Brian? 18, 19, 20, 21. Eh, 18, 2018. That's close. I'm one number off each time. Numbers don't lie. What is it? What is 21 minus 18 to you? 21 minus 18, three. Yeah. Didn't you say five years? Oh, yeah. <laughs> look, it's 1045. Oh, my God. It's 1040. Look, math has never... Look, you know what? Oh, I need Reeves. You know what? I need Reeves. School, Reeves. Reeves, don't leave me anymore. My whole thing is not to be smart. It's to be dumb. That's my thing. Yeah. And I'm living into that. You're nailing it. Thank you. You, you got it. Thank you. Um, I'd rather be hot and dumb than ugly and <laughs> smart. <laughs> All right, I can do that. Uh, hey, Dale, um, stop mentioning that you got picked last when you're talking about your food. We get I wouldn't it. stop talking about it. You got picked last. You still got to perform. Okay? I wouldn't stop talking about it. I'd stop be like, making... I had to fucking make gross food. You made chewy alligator. They were like, this food is gross. I'd be like, you made me cook gross food. Talking about gross food, can we talk about the fact that the judges are eating off the same plates? And they were doing, around? they were doing, yeah, it's a lot of sharing. so gross. <laughs> To me, it is so gross. It is fun, though, when Anthony Bourdain asks. He's like, I've been eyeing those. And he had to, like, talk like, passing the plate. And you've been eyeing these. Why don't we do a little swap around here? And that's fun. Yeah, that was fun. It's gross. I mean, that's they didn't know anything back then. 2007, they were doing this crazy stuff, sharing food. So, I guess let's just, you know, get to it. Trey Bacon hung. Oh, the ending? Trey Bacon hung as a horse or in the winner's bracket. There is, um, I do love that they ask Trey and Hung if they tried to his food. Yeah. And we know they did because we know that Trey tasted Hung's like sauce or something like that. And all Trey could, Trey got the sauce in his mouth and he just got a big smile on his face. And he yeah. just goes, damn. 
Yeah. And then he, when they so they asked them, and Trey's like, "Yeah, I tried Hung's food and it was so so good." And then Hung just goes, "Thank you." Said nothing else. Said nothing else. <laughs> Didn't say I tried his food and it tasted good. Just was like, "Yep, thanks." <laughs> said nothing else. Yep, thanks. Either um, a really great edit, or he yeah. was just like, "Nah, I'm not gonna." Let was like, "Yeah, I, I taste it is. It was food." Hung is like, "This is a competition. <laughs> Fuck yeah. your food. Yeah, I made you. good food. <sighs> I made good food with no color." So this next clip we're going to play is just because Reeves not here and it's for um, my special contingent of fans <gasps> is who it, listen to the podcast. Is it, it's for the Feet Freaks. Is it Padma? Yes. A little bit tough on me. You say that they held up well against the frying. I actually think anything holds up well against frying. You could fry my toe and batter it well and it would taste good. I'm you goddamn right it would. Feet Freaks, this is you for you. You goddamn right it this would taste good. This is for you guys. Forget battering and frying it. I bet that toe tastes good, but it is. The Feet Freaks want that toe served raw. They want it served with a little bit of vinegar, a little bit of citrus. Yep. Just put it on a plate. Carpaccio, that shit. Yeah, they want a carpaccio of them toesies. They want carpaccio. (laughs) Padma toes. Carpaccio toes. Carpaccio toes. Carpaccio toes. There you go. That's a t-shirt. So she, knows she, she knows that she's pandering to the feed freaks, yeah, right? Yeah, she knows. That, well, I mean, we've established in the first few seasons there's feed freaks. Ever since Elia did that opening. They've been feed freaks since day one. They've been feed freaks. So she knows. So she's like, okay, let's get the Reddit up on these feed freaks. Yeah. She's trying to get the buzz going. But I have one question. Mm-hmm. Which toe are we talking about? God, I hope it's that middle one. <laughs> the middle? <laughs> I'm looking at my toes. Which toe would I want it to be? <laughs> so here's here's what I think. You fry up that big toe. Tom says that's too much food. And yeah, gets it's mad. too much food. It's too much. Now the little toe, that's perfect bite. That's one perfect bite. Mm-hmm. That's an amuse bouche. Mm-hmm. That's perfect bite. Mm-hmm. The rest of the toes, maybe you do toes, too small. Maybe you do toes three ways. <laughs> Maybe do toes five ways. Well, you just do, yeah. That's where you put the whole foot in your mouth. Yeah, you <laughs> freaks, we're talking mouth. to you guys. Feet freaks. Reeves is in here. It's, it's late at night. The feet freaks come out at night. We're with you. Look, we're not making fun of you. Feet freaks come out at night. We love this feet too. Feet freaks come out at night. <laughs> we're not the kink feet shaming. Come out at night. The feet freaks come out at night. We're not kink shaming. You have to admit, if you like toes a lot, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> And the Padmas had that was just is oh, amazing, so great. Her manicured, her pedicured foot just battered and pancake battered and deep fried, and it's in your fucking belly. Feet freaks like, are you double frying that? I'm double frying. It's a deep fry. Are you gonna like put it in a brine for a while, like let it sit in something? Oh, I'll put it in a brine. Is that me, Brian? Redneck name? Yeah, Brian. That's how Clay says my name. That's how Clay does say your name. And um, so Trey wins. Talk about, yeah, so Trey Bake wins, um, and uh, Clay is unsure why he's there, and they dismember him at the judges' table. It's so hard to watch, but um, Clay, if Clay was not in this show, I think one of the two people who did not f- finish plating would have gone home. Yeah. So Howie and Brian are saved because Clay, <sighs> Clay pulled a Jamie. He served fish with cheese. Was there cheese in it? No, but I'm just saying he served oh. a meal that was as bad as that. So he's going home, and um, I guess we should listen to his goodbye. Well, can we listen to – I? we don't listen to it, but I don't talk about it at least. What? Because, um, like, 
Bourdain Howie? really tries to like give it to Howie. Like, okay, he... I've got that. I've got that clip. Yeah, let's listen to it. I just, you know what? I was focusing more on trying to make sure everything was as perfect as I could make it. I have a question. Sure. What is your major malfunction? Too mean. What is my major malfunction? What, I mean, what is the first rule of the restaurant business? You show up on time. What's the second rule of the business? You have your stuff in the window on time at the same time as everybody else. Uh, am I wrong? No, One not at plate all. here. I want my food now. I want it hot. I want it. I want what I ordered. That's fair enough. In your book, though, you know, there's a there's a little part that says about Ecuadorian line cooks, I believe. Ecuadorian. Oh, that's unfair, man. <laughs> but wait, a but wait a minute. And what does it say? It says you can yell at this person at this person and they'll give it to you when it's wrong but these particular people they give it to you when it's right you son of a bitch so um i think this is the first time bourdain died (laughs) (laughs) was when howie cooked his fucking ass (laughs) look you can have howie deep fry anthony bourdain right now and it's gonna taste good because we just saw it happen and it fucking tasted good Anthony so Bourdain that. is like the king of mean. We know that he's yeah. trying to be the roast master general. Seems to be the king of hypocrisy as well. He got he. Could you imagine? You are you're a guest judge on a TV show, and you're like, I'm known for being mean. People like it when I'm mean. I'm gonna fucking roast this bald dude. Let him know he fucked up by not putting frog legs on the table. And you lay the smack down, and you sit back and you cross your arms, and then that motherfucker. Quotes your book to you. You weren't expecting ethered. that. Ethered. You got ethered. Anthony Bourdain got ethered. This guy got embalmed in front of us. He, he, I look. They shouldn't put this. This should be taken off Hulu because yeah, it is this, a murder. There's this a murder. Is a murder of Anthony Bourdain in front of us. This was. That's why he wasn't invited back for a whole season. <laughs> yeah, because he got fucking. He didn't want to see Howie again. He, he didn't want to see Howie. No, he was he was ducking Howie. Exactly. He Maybe knew. he comes back on Howie goes home, but he yeah. was ducking Howie. Yeah, he was like he was like, hey, you want to come back on the show? He's like, is Howie there? He's like, yo, is Howie? He's like, yeah, you. Mother- <laughs> and then he's like, so who else is going to be there? And they're like, oh, you know, Hong's going to be there. Yeah. Mike um, is going to be there. He's like, oh, is Hong uh, going to be there? Uh, yeah, I think Hong will be there. Oh, I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy at night. I'm busy at night. I'm busy at night. Punk. He got smoked. Howie, Punk. How, Howie wore Anthony Bourdain's sleeping exactly. chain around his neck. He's like, look, this is Howie Bourdain's sleeping. He KO'd him. Howie may not have put the second uh, dish of frog legs on the plate, but he served up a different kind of uh, surf and turf. You know what I mean? He hit him with the, he hit, the turf was Anthony Bourdain cooked <laughs> well done. Oh, he served Joe ass. And I have a question anyway. Frog is surf. <laughs> In this episode, frog was turf. Frog is surf. No, frog is turf. Frog, frog goes both ways. Frog does go both ways, but it. Lives on, I think it uh, spends more time on land. They're born in water. Born in water, but lives on land. I tell you what, I would do, I would get both frog and do frog two ways, and I'd say surf and turf, and they'd go, damn, son. Go, damn, you, you, they did have to resuscitate Bourdain. He was like, Bourdain, get up. I know how he just cooked your ass, but Brian just cooked your ass again. I believe in your book, it says, and, and it was like, motherfucker. I you bet you know it's funny. I bet you Howie read that chapter that morning. And <laughs> just then worked out. He just worked out. Because <laughs> how else do you pull that? It uh, it was great. That that's legend status right <sighs> there. More people don't talk about that. I loved it. I loved it. All right, let's talk about. All right, let's it. end let's, this. Let's shit. Listen to Clay going home. Mm-hmm.
Clay, please pack your knives and go. Thank you for the opportunity. It's an honor to have been here. Good luck to you. Being the first one to leave, I feel very disappointed. I guess not being able to get over my nerves is what's really, really killed me. Had a lot of really good laughs and feel like I, even in such a small amount of time, made some already really close friends. If I could learn anything from my father, it's to go with your heart and do what you know is right. But I think he already knows I'm a top chef. Either way, I don't need a fancy title. No, you do. Yeah, good you nerd. You literally need the fancy title. Good nerd. Chef. So this is like understanding how cutthroat the show used to be because he shares the story about his dad taking his life. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way they're getting rid of him this episode. And they do. Why show that clip and then also get rid of him in the same episode? At least don't show what he says about keep his dad. Keep it out. Yeah, keep, keep it, it out. Because then, then I'm like, wow, you guys are heartless. You you edited that in to make it seem like he's here for the long haul, maybe. But you knew he was going home, and you're just like, wow. Yeah. I wonder if they – so, like, Tom was like, all right, Clay, get your shit and go. Clay <laughs> Clay goes home. Uh-huh. Tom's meeting with the producers after the episode, and he's like, great episode, guys. Yeah, great great work. The producer's like, man, you really said that Clay got home after his dad killed himself with the restaurants. And Tom was like, I did what now? <laughs> And they played the clip, and he was like, why didn't you guys tell me this? You should have told me this <laughs> before I did Before it. I did it, it was like, well, you told us not to interfere. I mean, but this is, this this is, is different. different. You have to know when it's, when it's right yeah. to tell me something. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we get him back? No. No. Well, what, if I, what if I started a show... After the show. After the show. Where people could get a chance to get back into Top Chef Kitchen. I don't know. We'll workshop it, Tom. Okay. We'll think about that. For, what if it came on? What if it starts next season? <laughs> okay. We'll think about it, Tom. Let's, let's put a pin in this. If it starts next season. Uh-huh. No, this is me and you, Jamal. Yep. If Last Chance Kitchen starts in season four, it is because of this. It's, it's because, because of this. It's because... <laughs> Tom set home clay. Yeah, and he felt so bad. And he felt so bad. He, he had no idea. He had to talk to the editors, and they're like, "Yeah, we we were shocked that you sent him home, considering he shared this big story and was like connect. He was connecting with everyone in the show so deeply, and then you just sent him home because he made um bad. What was it? Scale everything. Mungfish or whatever, <laughs> and pork chops. He made bad everything. Yeah, his we food was so bad that people who didn't serve food beat him. Yeah, <clears throat> so. Let's uh, take a look at the standings for tracking of um, the contestants right now. Right now, Trey has four points. He's in oh, league. you're doing points for this? I'm doing the points. Well, we I don't, don't have know. teams because this already happened. So we can't yeah, it's in the line. past. You can't bet on things that happened in the <clears throat> past. This isn't a yeah. movie. This isn't a movie, people. This isn't Back okay? to the Future. It's not Future to the Back. Now, Trey is winning. He's got four points. Hung is in second place with two and a half points. Sarah and Mika, Micah. Or in third. So we're going to see if this plays out the way it should. Whoever has the lowest points, once they start kind of separating, mm-hmm. whoever the lowest points, are they eliminated every week? We'll find out. Should be. We go through this. It's a, numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Men mm. lie. Women Brian lie. Di- Brian lies a lot. No, I don't. You've, you've lied multiple times this episode. It's called telling a joke. <laughs> 
Guys, leave a review if you thought his jokes were good or if they were lies. And Some of them were the, true. And then rate them four stars or five stars or one star, how many stars you want. So we've come to the end. This is the end, and um, we hope Reeves will be back. But if he's having too much fun in your hometown, he might never come back. I think if he doesn't come back, it's not because he's having too much fun. It's because uh, he, someone pushed him off a boat. <laughs> and he's wearing a rock coat. And he, yeah, he just happened. Well, we told him not to buy the rock coat. I, I specifically said, whatever you do, definitely don't buy a woman's rock coat because you'll be the first person that they assume did something bad if Ginny goes missing. <laughs> and if you do buy the rock coat, for God's sakes, don't wear it on the boat. Don't wear it on a boat. You could fall off, and then you're wearing a coat made of rocks. Yeah, and then the fish will make fun of you. The fish will laugh at you, man, because you can't swim back up wearing a rock coat. No, and fish. You don't want to take swimmers. it off in the. You don't want to take it off in the water. You'll get cold. And the fish will laugh at you again. Yeah, for the your body. Fish are mean. I will never forget the time I was snorkeling in the Bahamas, and I was coming back in the shore, and I saw a barracuda. And I, I've never seen a barracuda before, and it just giggled. Mm-hmm. I saw bubbles come out of its mouth, and I mm-hmm. said, are you laughing at my body? Mm-hmm. And it had like all these other little fish around it, like a little gang of fish around it, and bubbles started coming out of their mouths, too. And they were always big. And I was, like, I was like, oh, this is like high school all over again. Yeah. What fish don't understand is that like we're naturally going to be fatter than them because we're bigger species than they are. Yeah. So what, I look huge to them, but like I was fifteen at the time, I was fine. Yeah, well, I was big. <laughs> I was fine, but to them, yeah, I looked big. But the barracuda was like kind of my size. It was a huge barracuda, mm-hmm. but it was. Well, I'm not body shaming here, but it was very skinny. Hmm. That's right. Do you want me to do the joke about giving away its food? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right. <laughs> it feels weird to not do an episode with no guests and no Reeves. Yeah. Reeves, don't do this again. Should we have guests for this season? Yeah, we should. We're going to have some guests. Uh, but everyone... they should do, they should do, we should have guests who are fun characters, who are big. Yeah, we've people. got some fun character guests coming up. So That's a big <laughs> promise. if you are listening at this point in time in the podcast episode, you uh, in for a treat. We've got some guests. We're having our time landing with them. Good to say goodbye. Yeah, okay. Uh, Let's just uh, pack our knives and go.